and his friends! This is episode 126 of the Two Star Podcast. Wow. My name is Adam and I am joined this evening by Chris. Hello. And by Dan. I'm totally Graham. And not by Graham because he has like fucking work or something. I don't know, some bullshit excuse that he came up with why he couldn't be here. Um, so I think um, what I heard is he's he's too scared to go on a podcast because he's scared of um, of Dave from Birmingham oh, is he in mugging him off. Oh. He's gone into hiding because he's a coward. Like, I, he's, I have to imagine. I mean, there are, there are lots of caves in in Le- near Leeds, right? That's he's probably hiding in a cave somewhere. It's probably an old abandoned yeah, mine yeah, or something. Of caves. Um, he's he's just losing the podcast war, and he's just just not turned up. What he needs is like a, a Iraqi information minister style PR person who can convince people that he's winning the war even when he isn't. Yeah, that's that's maybe what he needs. Or like that I've... whatever that woman is who's Donald Trump's spokesperson at the moment. Yes. Yeah. Who just like basically go on the news and it's like so Graham you're losing the podcast war. Uh, and it's like, no, Graham is winning the podcast war. That's all fake news. Uh, it's all propaganda attempts to discredit him because he's doing so well and his enemies are in retreat and terrified of the outcome. I have actually got an idea for him. Okay. Uh, it's a shame he's not here. But uh, Is this the kind of thing you can risk giving away on the air? Yeah, I think it's fine. I think it'll be fine. Okay. Um, so... The thing that's going on at the moment, I don't see it really as a war. I see it more as a as a like a classic beef. You know, when rappers have beef with each other. Um, so, I mean, no, but but carry on. It sounds very interesting. So, hang on, Geek News Radio are going to kill Graham in a drive-by. Well, that's not that's the end game. That would be obviously. Awesome. I mean, not for Graham, obviously, but it would. <laughs> it would know. certainly raise the the profile of the podcast. It's yeah, very yeah, totally. much like our previous suggestion that you should do one of those serial murders. Yes. Well, how do you know I didn't? Well, I mean, I would hope, given the purpose of you doing it was to promote the podcast, that you'd have fucking told us about it. Well, maybe I'd have done it, did it for fun. Bastard. You never take this seriously. Well, I'm sorry. So, Sorry, Chris, please continue. The, I mean, I, I did think that Dan might struggle with my really up-to-date urban youth slang. But mm. uh, when rappers have beef with each other... Mostly what that means is that every it's now and again... It's not like going to an outback place and having stuff. <laughs> no, <house>. no. <laughs> um, mostly they would just record some rap about each other and release it. And I think maybe that's what Graham needs to try next. I mean, I can't see Graham doing a rap, I'll be honest. I can. Well, no, know. actually, I totally can. I just can't see it being capable of being inflicted on... The public at large. Well, it's only got to be better than than Dave from Birmingham, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. Well, I they mean, very white. Is 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 less worse the same as better? Yeah. For the purposes of the podcast war, yes. Okay. Oh, in that case, he's he might be all right. And I think between the three of us, I mean, to be fair, we we don't have any kind of real measure of of David's rapping abilities. No. Well, let's let's lay down um, the gauntlet. We have a pretty good idea. We challenge him to a freestyle battle. Well, Graham does. Like, I mean, all we can do is stand in the background and just like throw our hands around and like you know, generally make it look like we're we're supporting him, but we can't really intervene. Yeah, I feel like we have to be wearing sort of hoodies and that's racist. Over the- 
Is it? No. Okay, that's fine. Um, but I like that you thought it was. Well, I'm always open to learning. But I think we're allowed to do sort of like, ooh, and you tell him and, and no, stuff no, like that. But you're, thinking, you're, you're, you're thinking of, of women <laughs> and like, you know, not worth it. You go, I'm, not, I'm not good at this. Remember, I went to a boys' school. You know, this is true. urban and women are both sort of terra incognita, as it were. So, um, yeah. Anyway, returning to the rap battle, whatever that is. Well, I mean, obviously, it's not necessarily a like a, a live, real time event. Obviously, they can just record diss tracks and send them to each other. Okay. Well, publish them. I mean, you put it on YouTube, and then you'd send the link to them so other people could see it as well. Because there's no point in just sending it to the person; it's got to be public. Is this one of those homoerotic flirting things I've heard so much? I about? mean, what isn't? I mean, I mean yeah. I mean, it's, it's the kind of thing that would probably get you shot for suggesting. But yes, let's be honest. Okay, excellent. And that does make it really within Graham's wheelhouse, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, the homoerotic, yes. The flirting, yeah. <laughs> I mean. I think this is something he would be able to do, and we would be his. We would be his posse. Well, we've committed him to it now. He hasn't got a choice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, basically, our job between the three of us is to is to um, kind of hold the angry German back, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Because mm. it's really it's just one on one, isn't it? That's a fair fight. Yeah, we're we're Graham seconds. We're there to make sure that yeah. Um, yeah, nobody, like nobody else gets involved. And if, like, he collapses from exhaustion, then, like, Dan has to step in and take over. I mean, that is only going to end in tears, but sure, whatever. Okay, that's good. Well, I mean, I think we can commit Graham to releasing a a diss track. Oh, absolutely. Um, Next episode. Yeah. I I mean, doesn't doesn't he have to do, like, a diss album if he's doing it properly, or can he just... Well, no, I think a single track is fine. Like, you know, not until... I think you have to to build up quite a, a kind of a reputation... Of of the the kind of the conflict between two people before you get as far as doing an entire album, like you have to okay. be careful because if you just do an entire album dissing somebody, that's kind of overplaying your hand and suggesting that maybe you're a little bit obsessed with them and that maybe you should just kind of you know tone it down a bit. Like you know, one, okay. one track saying they're a dickhead is fine. You do an entire album dedicated to how much you hate them. That's kind of starting to you know, I think he doth protest too much. Um, yeah, let's not let's not commit Graham to anything quite that bad yet. No, yeah. but I mean okay, this this could fine. work well because he he is he has dropped hints that he might not be able to be at podcasts for a while, so well, he mean, could record his. It's, um, it's difficult, to, yeah. to get into that. Mm. But he could certainly you know do an offline recording and get it posted to us or something. Yeah, like Osama bin Laden did. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Remember all those diss tracks he released while he was in hiding. Yeah. Can, I'll, I'll be honest, I don't, but I mean, these know, things do he, pass He called them, you know, propaganda videos in which he declared death to the West. Mm. But, I mean, if that's not a diss yeah, track, yes. then what is? No, no, fair. Yeah. It's good call. It's good call. And then he can, he can strap it to one of our very brave um, carrier <laughs> pigeons. Um, <laughs> we're sure to award medals to. And, we are uh, to lots of medals at the rate we're getting through carrier pigeons. Yeah. And they, they can then fly it out to us. What? Well, let's just deliver the medals through the carrier pigeons. And then bit, we can just take all the carrier pigeons out. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the only way we're going to be able to get away with the idea that um, we haven't got any medals and um, it's all just lies. Dan, stop giving it away. I, think okay. we should... I don't want to edit this shit out, okay? It's going to be enough 
hassless it is. I think you're going to have mm. to edit Dan out. He's put real. He's put real down on his it. entire track just in <laughs> silence now. Um, yeah. I mean, let's face it. I don't think most people have noticed the difference. Um, so, do you have anything else on on the war effort, Chris? That you'd like to? No, but address? I did. I did just think that if he did it in cassette tape, if the if the Ooh. pigeon were not to make it and were to perish then that might then get left by the side of a road and um, uh, be a curse. So if, if side B could be a satanic curse, then that would... Well, I mean, we'll just play the track backwards and record that onto side B. Yeah. And that's how it works, isn't it? Yeah, no, that, that's all my thoughts on the, on the podcast war. I just thought, okay. not going well, but maybe no. this could turn it round. I mean, it's certainly worth yeah, a go, isn't it? He's not dead yet. Dan? What yes. fresh hell have you brought to this week's podcast? So I wanted to celebrate the ingenuity of the human spirit and um, the capability of people to surprise us, inspire us, and lead us to new heights and undiscovered places. On the subject of which, before you do that, have you uh, seen the thing about the US Olympian who overslept, lost his coat, said fuck in an interview on TV, and then won the US's first gold medal at the Winter Olympics? No, I, I mean, apart from all of the like training and effort, he's basically my hero. Yeah, he's. Uh, <laughs> it was quite good. Um, sorry, please continue with your tale of and the indomitable human spirit. Yeah, so obviously he's a wonderful contender for that, embodying everything I think is noble about humans. But I would like to give the fake award to um, a member of the Girl Scouts of America who took it upon herself to sell. 300 boxes of their bizarre cookie things outside a weed store in California. And I think that's just really displaying initiative, going the extra mile and ripping off a bunch of stoners. And I think she should get a very special badge for that. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I've never really got the, the Girl Scout cookie thing. It's like, it's a massive thing in the US and I don't mm. like, is it for charity? No, it's how they fund themselves. Well, not the only way they fund themselves, but you know, you know how, um, There'll always be scouts doing like a car wash or, and back when there were any really scouts, doing a car wash or bagging your, your shopping or something uh, for yeah, money to pay Yeah, occasionally there are people in the supermarket that would try and take my stuff and I tell them to fuck off and then it turns out charity collectors, but... Yeah, exactly. So, but the Girl Scouts aren't stupid. They've realised that everyone fucking hates car washes and um, people bagging your shopping for you, but what they fucking love is really tasty cookies. And so they've just industrialised that and... They just sell these cookies door yeah, to door, or in this case, door to dispensary. It feels to me like it's missing some of the kind of, you know, what you're supposed to get as a as a scout and that sort of self-reliance and doing things for yourself when presumably they don't actually make any of these cookies. Like this girl did no. not bake 300 boxes of cookies to sell outside a wheat dispensary. She presumably she, she presumably bought them from some mass-produced supplier that sells to all of the Girl Scout troops around the country in a yep. depressing display of capitalism. I mean, it could literally not be more American. So, like, with all that money, they could have just given that money to the Girl Scout troops, and then they wouldn't have had to go to the hassle of selling all these fucking cookies to people, and they still have funded them. Then they wouldn't have got the cookies. Yeah, but all of the... Um, yeah. Well, I mean, the Girl Scouts are cookies cookies anyway. They're selling them to other people. Yeah, but also, um, but the the, you know, the people wouldn't have got the cookies. To... That's the point. No, that's yeah. true. But I mean, this isn't about the people. This is about funding the girls. Yeah, scouts. but why would you? 
Well, I think it's also it's about like, making it's like saying if, if you know, if instead of collecting for charity, you just gave the money you would have collected to charity yourself, you're depriving the people who would have given to charity the feel good factor of giving to charity. It's like, yeah, but it's yeah, not but really about fact those people, they don't have cookies. I mean, look, don't get me wrong, I like cookies. Who doesn't? Mm. Apart from people who don't like cookies. But obviously, still, I feel that the whole thing is just horrible and crass and consumerist, and I don't approve of it at all. Again, it's American. What do you expect? But still, within the confines of her being American and a Girl Scout, I think she did a wonderful job, and we should celebrate that. How are you planning on celebrating? Uh, by, in this case, eating eating cookies. I've got a question. Yeah. So, you've made out that selling 300 boxes in six hours is really remarkable, but is it that many? Um, well, it was enough to make the news, so I presume so. But did it just make the news because she was selling them outside a weed dispensary, or was it? Did it make the news because she actually sold a substantial amount of cookies? I mean, I presume to be fair, like if you are if you're going door to door, you're probably not going to sell that many cookies just because of the logistics no. of it. Plus, I mean, that is literally a box a minute. Well, I know it's a That's box a good. minute. Yeah, but I'm assuming minutes, people buying ten minutes break every hour, isn't it? Fine, it's a box every minute and ten seconds. I'd like to see you sell a box every minute and oh, ten seconds. Still with a crying baby, talk amongst yourselves right, about weed so, cookies. So, I mean, I I don't know that that's cool. really that impressive. And when Ross did this in Friends, um, he sold loads of cookies, didn't he? Yeah, but that's TV, and also Ross is an adult and a dick. Oh well, I mean that's a bit harsh. But he he didn't win, did he? When he was selling the cookies. Because he said I, there was a there was a Girl Scout who gave her uniform to her nineteen year old sister who sold them outside the uh, USS something or other warship. Um, so, which shows more ingenuity than um, than just preying on? Yeah, because Ross sold it to stoners, didn't he? They called him I, Cookie Dude. He went outside the planetarium. I have no idea. This this girl has basically stolen this plot line from Friends. I mean, given that she's 14, she's probably never heard of Friends. Everyone's heard of Friends. That's depressing. Yeah, Present but thought. It's shit, I, mean, so. I, mean, I, I don't really care about Friends as a show. Mm. But in the abstract, it's one of those things where it's like, shit, these people, these people exist who were born recently and... Like, I know I've got a yeah. two-year-old, but there's not the same disconnect there because she's a child. There are no, there children, are are... There are no children that exist. Yes, yeah, we know. <laughs> um, like, ostensibly, <laughs> there are now people who are adults who are just really young, and that's that depresses me. And I don't know why, because I don't actually give a shit. But, like, you know... there, are people, there are people who are adults now who weren't born... When I was an adult, <laughs> I was I became an adult, and then sometimes later, some of these people were born, and now they're adults as well. Yes, that that's much better put than the first time round. I'm, I am, no, maybe I'm not. Maybe I've got the numbers wrong. How many? How many? How many eighteen-year-olds am I the equivalent of? Uh, what? No, not quite two yet. No, no, not quite two yet, am I? No, be 36. No, No, so they are. So I'm less than two adults. less than two two adults. adults. I mean, you're less than one adult, let's be honest. Yeah. 
<laughs> but yeah, when I am 36, I'll be the equivalent of two 18-year-olds, won't I? I mean, yes, in a sort of general sense, but like legally, I would be careful against using that as a defence in court. I mean, I would absolutely say that you are would be half as much as an 18-year-old, so that's Half fair. as much as an 18-year-old? How do you mean? Well, you get two 18-year-olds for every you, so you're like half an 18-year-old. You've gone the wrong way. I'm two 18-year-olds. Yeah, your, your maths are somehow worse <laughs> than Chris's. All no, I'm saying, all no, I'm saying is that sense. doesn't mean that you, know, you can have a threesome with one 18-year-old. Um, what? Would, would I be playing two 18-year-olds in this scenario? Well, obviously, if you're if you're two eighteen year olds next year, yeah, but then that would make it a third eighteen year old. I'm not quite sure if this is how threesomes work. <laughs> I am deeply confused as well, Chris. Because I'm, you I'm... were deeply confused when you thought that thirty six was half of eighteen. <laughs> No, I, I started out from the point of view that Chris was fairly useless and thus it must be worth half an 18-year-old and kind of fiddle the maths from there. But there's a, like a 60-year-old a year old can't say that they had a threesome by themselves because there were three 20-year-olds there. I mean, they can certainly say it. I mean, I totally will when I'm 60, so, you know, try and stop me. You're not going to live till 60, Dan. Don't worry about it. No, that's true. It's reassuring, also, isn't it? Be- 54, not 60. But I, I was going 20-year-olds. Um, I, 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 oh, I, I was yes, uncomfortable with how how close, yeah, I've made it better. Okay. Um, so uh, Now, yeah, so when you were away, I remembered that this girl has basically stolen the plot of her cookie sales from, from Ross in Friends. That's how he sold cookies. He yeah. sold it to stoners outside, I think, like the... The planetarium, yeah. Yeah. Well, like I said, that that's not a surprise. Like these, it's it's probably one of those things. Like, um, sorry about my loud keyboard. Um, it's probably one of those things where she may not have been explicitly aware of it, but probably absorbed that information through kind of cultural osmosis. Maybe her parents had her in the background or something, and she just kind of picked mm. it up and just sort of subliminally went, "Got it. I'm going to go and sell cookies outside the uh, the weed shop." I don't think it's possible to do anything that hasn't been in Friends. Um, I don't think I mean, they ever there's... did a suicide bombing. Oh. Be black. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Okay. Or be non-white. Be non-heterosexual. Um, be a decent person. Um be not annoying. Yeah, I think you're, you're stretching the premise a bit here, Dan. Yeah, well. Um, okay, so... Okay, yeah, but, but basically, is, is we're, all, we're all awful, white, middle-class people. If we're also English. Friends have basically done everything that we could possibly do already. Have a pint. They had, yeah. they did, they had a pint. They had Boddington's when they went to London. I mean, that fucking really hell. Count, does it? And they went... Boddington's to each other. Okay, well... I fucking hate it even more than normal now. <laughs> but let's move on from Friends, because the whole concept disgusts me. Um, yeah. The TV show. I still don't think, despite owning the, the 10 series box set, I don't think I've seen every episode, because you sometimes just tune out. And... 
it's just on. I mean, yes, I, I do know exactly what you mean about tuning out, but um, yeah, particularly to friends. Okay. I'm enjoying the fact that we don't have Graham here to try and defend friends. Uh, friends is really good. It, it's excellent. Mm, it's not. It's just not. So I would like to talk to you about something that I imagine neither of you have any clue about because it is vaguely technical, uh, but you may know about yeah. because it involves sex. Um, or more accurately, porn uh, in, in most yeah. of its context. So you may or may not have seen stories around in the last few weeks about deep fakes. I have seen stories about deep fakes, in The Guardian, no less. Yes. So essentially, um, you may have seen, uh, I think it was last year, uh, might even have been the year before, mm-hmm. somebody did a uh, proof of concept video where they essentially were doing uh, lip sync replacement on videos mm. to make it look like people were saying things that they weren't. So they did it with like Donald Trump and they did it with Vladimir Putin, I think. And it was basically all they were mm. doing was using a machine learning algorithm to uh, find uh, like images of the person who they had the video of with their lips yeah. moving in a way that matched the audio that they were playing. Um, yeah. And Essentially, people have now expanded that and consumerized it to an extent, which means, <laughs> as in, like, made it available to the average person rather than yeah, somebody yeah. who's working on, like, you know, AI research or whatever it happens to be. Yeah, and yeah. so you have this, uh, you, you basically, what you do is you train uh, the, um, the machine learning algorithm with faces. So I will go and I will take, I don't know, 10 hours of footage of Dan talking uh, to the camera Mm. uh, during one of his many YouTube monologues. And I will split every single frame out into a picture and the algorithm will pick out Dan's face in every single one of those frames. And I Mm. will then go and download some pornography and split all of that out into frames. And the algorithm will run through and it will pick out the faces in the porn and I will then train this algorithm for, I don't know, 20, 30 hours. And what it will do is it will match the pictures it's got of Dan's face to the pictures it's got of the bloke's face. And it will build a model that will allow it to substitute every single frame with a picture of Dan's face that mm. com- matches the facial expression of the person from the target video. Okay, I've got I've got a and question then, for you. Wouldn't yeah. it just be much easier for you to watch some of that porn that Dan did? Because there's lots of it out there. It would. So, I mean, this is a hypothetical. This this could be done. You could do this with no, anybody. You, you oh, I see. Are, you, are you putting it into straight porn? Is that what you're doing? That's the twist. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm up to speed. Mm. Um, and then once you've done the training, you then run the the tool and it will then essentially inject Dan's face uh, into the pornography. Um, And then you've got a porn video that looks like it's got Uh, Dan in it, but actually it was some other. I mean, why are you, why are you doing this? Are you, are you part of the government's anti porn network? And you're hoping that by spreading this material, you'll put, you'll, Scare people straight. That's the term, isn't it? <laughs> so when I say scare people straight, I mean literally. I mean scare them off of pornography. So I have 
I have not done this mostly because I don't have a suitable repository of pictures of Dan. Um, but mm. I have done some just, I've played around with the tools just to kind of see it at work. Um, and like you can watch it uh, doing the, the learning where it tries to match the faces up and you can see it over time develop from just kind of this blurry mess to what looks like actually quite a, an accurate representation of the target person's face with the source person's kind of face superimposed over it. Um, and if you want it to be really accurate, then you have to provide it with a lot of source material. The lighting has to be similar. The facial shape has to be similar. Because if you were to take, say, like Dan's face and try and put it onto yeah. Chris, then it probably wouldn't work very well because you have quite different shaped faces. And so it kind of, you'd end up looking weird. But if you could find someone who looks quite a bit like Dan anyway, and you've got similar lighting conditions and you know, everything else, then you could probably give it, you know, a few tens of hours of training, get it to swap them in either direction. You could, you could swap them back the other way. You could, you could take the porn actor and just put him into Dan's monologuing videos uh, if you wanted to. Mm. Um, now, obviously the primary use of this has been pornography. Uh, there are some non-pornographic uses like the aforementioned making Donald Trump say things, which you don't really need to do because he'll just say them anyway. Um, and also, uh, seemingly the primary non-pornographic use of this is putting Nicolas Cage into films that Nicolas Cage wasn't in. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure why. That just seems to be its primary use. Um, but almost everywhere has now banned the the uh, publication of these deepfakes. Because, so all the porn sites have banned them. Uh, a lot of places like Twitter and Reddit and what have you have banned them um, because they are considered non-consensual. Because mm. obviously I'm taking that that porn actor's face and I'm putting it in a, one of Dan's videos. He doesn't get any say in that, and that's just not right. Yeah, it is. Um, it is interesting when um, pornography providers take a moral stand, isn't it? And it's surprisingly mm. common. Like, yeah, they they did a thing on on internet um, internet speeds, internet security, internet anonymity. Didn't they? They put an advert mm. out in America yes. saying we do this because we care more about your privacy than your government does. Basically, what the hell what is that? that? You baking a cake? Now? It's my doorbell. Um, no, my dad is um, coming to make me sign some documents. I will okay. out for just a second. <laughs> Bring so, him in. Bring him just, in. He'd like to talk about just, this. Is is he is he gaining power of attorney over you? <laughs> is it finally happening? <laughs> Oh, he's gone. he's gone. I have to assume that's a yes then. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, it is because there's this sort of weird idea that I think if people are running porn sites, they must be like, you know, men in dirty Macs breathing heavily down the internet phone. Um, but most of them are probably, in some in some cases, I'm sure they are uh, horribly unpleasant people. But in a lot of cases, they're just people running a business mm. and they'll do whatever they think is good for business. And in this case, having a load of people file lawsuits because somebody's gone and, you know, put a celebrity's face into a video where someone's getting done at the bum um, is probably not something they want to deal with. Yeah. It's, it's the interesting thing is like, if these fakes are really bad, then people probably wouldn't be so upset with them. Would they? Yeah, the really bad ones are quite horrifying. <laughs> you know the common horror film trope where, like, you get kind of, like, faces coming out of the wall and you get a kind of stretched skin, yeah, blurry yeah. face effect? 
that's how they look with the bad ones. Yeah. If they haven't been trained for long enough, because they just end up this kind of blurry mess because the algorithm can't find a proper match. And that's that's the thing, isn't it? Is that when these things are bad, it's just sort of funny. Um, yeah. But when they're really good, and there have been some really good ones that I've seen in terms of like the accuracy, they do look really plausible. Mm-hmm. And if you find, as I said, if you find somebody who looks similar to the person to start with, then it's that much easier to do. And as I said, lighting is a big one because if you've got, say, like some footage where the lighting's very different as a source image, then that obviously kind of gets carried over into the target and you get this kind of weird effect where like it looks like someone's just shining a torch periodically on their face, um, which is a little disconcerting. Um, but I think the, the porn aspect kind of overlooks the bigger potential issue with this, which is like the, the propaganda approach. Like it's not just like, you know, well, you're, you're just going to, you're just going to doubt drama. every, every film well, you see of anyone. How do you then yeah, verify? Because I, I mean, it's not easy, but if you can find somebody who looks quite a lot, like say Donald Trump, example like for example the guys do you see the uh the trump and um yeah, kim jong-un yeah. uh, impersonators the the, the the olympics so that donald trump was actually quite a good donald trump like he looked quite a lot like him um so if you were to get someone like that who could plausibly be donald trump as a kind of a distance quick glance you could easily put donald trump's mm. face over him doing a recording and you could either get someone to do a Donald Trump impression or you could just cut up audio that Donald Trump has provided because, let's be honest, he says some mad shit anyway. And, like, how would you even tell? Like, Donald Trump especially is one of those people who says such random mad shit that it would be genuinely difficult to tell whether it was fake or actually him saying it. Yeah, there was a, there was a quiz I did, and it was like, did Donald Trump say this or some ridiculous character can't remember what it was but um he does come up with some real nonsense which makes the point like what's what mm-hmm. would be the um, what would be the real benefit in faking him well i mean you, you probably wouldn't in this case because it's a it's not worth the effort because he says mental shit anyway and b it wouldn't matter because his supporters are so willing to believe stuff that is clearly lies anyway that it's not really worth the effort you you do it would be something that you would go to for someone who is you know more believable ideally somebody who i mean you think like, like if you this would had been around and... if this had been around uh eight ten years ago then what donald trump's supporters would have tried to make out that obama had said or done yeah absolutely it's that kind of thing and, and you do it in a kind of like, you know, oh, this this was some recording from like some private donor event that yeah. he, was, he was speaking at. And, you know, he said these things. And you'd have people who were at the event that would come out and say, no, we've got this video footage that disproves that. But you'd say, well, this was just done you know, after the cameras were off kind of thing. And I recorded it on my phone. And, yeah. You know, how do you, how do you disprove it at that point? Unless it's like... This is him going up, to Kenya so. and they let him through the born in Kenya gate. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like at that point you can you can kind of do the whole, you know, I, I this is a Photoshop I can tell from some of the pixels and having seen quite a few shops in my time, but there are enough people who will who will want to believe it that they will believe it. Um and that kind of, you know, is a lot more potentially problematic than sticking Dan's face in porn. Yeah, I mean I um I wonder if there is a um 
if there is going to be an acceptable um, consensual form of this at some point in the future. Oh, I'm sure there will be. Like, there's, I mean, there's no reason it can't be consensual. There's no reason I can't say, Chris, would you be okay if I took your 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 image and put it into a video of a young John Lennon uh, doing something? Um, and so, what am I playing, John Lennon, or am I just yeah, in the background? It would be you would be John Lennon, but with your face. Um, and it's like if you were to go, yeah, that's absolutely fine. Then I could do that, and you'd be quite happy with it, and there'd be no issue. But yeah. But again, you've got consent. No, no, I'm thinking, like a, I'm thinking like a database. So you would, um, there would be some kind of system where you would scan in lots and lots of people's faces, and and then people could could mix and match. So you're just scanning lots of people's faces, and they say, yeah, that's fine. You can do what you want with my image. Um, and and then there would be uh, there would be films. And you could just mix and match and say, I want this person to play this character. Well, I guess you could in theory. The only problem, as I said, is that the the big overhead in terms of like computational time is doing mm. the matching. So it's it's taking, say, your face uh, okay. and matching it to the other person's. Like the quick bit is the extracting it and the analyzing the faces. And then it's you've got to train it for I mean, obviously if you have like I'm talking like on a home computer, it takes like 20, 30, mm. 40 hours of training to get it good. If you were to do it on, you know, if you had serious hardware behind it, you can speed that up dramatically, but you still have to train it to know how to match your face to John Lennon's face. And then if, it's, yeah. then if, Dan, come, if Dan comes along and goes, no, I want to be matched with John Lennon, you've then got to train it to match Dan with John Lennon. Once you've done that once, you can go back in either direction, it's fine, but you couldn't mm. then just say, you know, okay, well, now I'm match somebody else because you'd have to train that up on them as well. And that's, okay. the, that's the long part of it. So um, what I'm thinking is is too simple. I'm thinking, like, with, with video games, you have your, your character yeah, and then they, not, appear in, they appear in cutscenes and it's just really straightforward. Yeah, it sadly is not that straightforward because of how it's... I mean, it's quite easy to do in games because you don't, it doesn't need to be believable. And you can... I mean, there, there have been a bunch of games where you can take a photo of your face and it will map it onto the character. Uh, it always mm. looks horrifying. Um, a bunch of sports games did it for a while, and I think some of the Rainbow Six games did it as well, um, where you could basically have your face on your character. But yeah, it always looks horrifying because it's obviously done in a generic way, and people have lots of different shaped faces, and it doesn't really fit. Um, yeah. yeah, sadly, I mean, it's it, you know, at some point in the future when the the computing power has sufficiently advanced, it may well be that it can do like take. Ten minutes and do a decent job of transposing your face onto somebody else's, but I think we're a little way off at the moment. Mm. Right now, it's kind of yes, it's got to the point where I can download the tools and do it myself on my home computer. But really, it's people that have got like a lot of time, probably some people who are semi-professional video guys, and a lot of computing power. If you want to do something that's believable, a reasonable time frame. I mean, at what point could I could you use this technology to augment reality? What so have it so that as you walk around, you see other people's faces on people. Yeah. So I have Google glasses on, right? Um, I mean, you and... have to, you would have to technology would have to advance to the point that it could do the 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 learning algorithm in real time. So I think we're some way off that, unless you like, you know, somehow pre-calculated all the people you were going to meet as you went around, which seems implausible. Well, just in just say in in an office, you knew all the people there. 
I mean, yeah, if you pre-calculated it all, you could probably do it. You sort of thought I would enjoy I would enjoy working in this office more if um, if it was full of like the cast of friends. Yeah, ju- yeah, exactly. The cast of friends. Um, Gunther could make the tea. Um, uh, that's the only useful job in an office, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. No, I like I like this idea because yeah, you've got a bunch of people who are basically going to be the same people wandering around. You can you can mix and match to find people that look similar to the people you want to replace them with. You do all the pre-calculation and the teaching, and then yeah, you have some like Google Glass or the the new uh, augmented reality glasses that Intel have, have announced, and you just have it dynamically replace their faces with more. Okay, new idea. What if everybody had my face superimposed on them? I mean, aside from the obvious terrifying uh, nature of that request, it's going to look a bit weird on a lot of people. Okay. Like the the ladies with the massive beard. Um, uh, yeah, well, well, I could I could shave for that. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. That solves the problem. Uh, I've got yeah. no concerns. Okay, brilliant. Um, so we'll we'll move on from the uh, terrifying dystopian future of everyone. Oh, I think it sounds lovely. And <laughs> Uh, I, I believe you have some uh, some scandal related news for us. Um, are you referring to Poogate two point um, I mean, I wouldn't have chosen that name, but sure. Okay, I wasn't really quite sure what to call it. Do you remember when I was in an office that I don't normally go into, and there was there was poo in the toilet, and I I tried to fix it, and it went wrong. I, I vaguely remember it was some time ago, I believe. Yeah. Well, last week I was in a different office and as I was leaving, I thought, well, I'll just have a wee because then I got to drive home. And I went into the, the guest toilet um, and there was a lot of paper at the bottom. And I sort of thought, oh, that's fine. They've obviously, they've... They've um, they've done their poo, then they've wiped and flushed, and then they've thought, actually, I've got a bit more poo, I'll do some more wiping. And then the water's taken ages and they've left. Not a problem. So I did my wee, and then I flushed, and the bowl filled right up oh, to no. the top. Oh, no. Um, did, did, it, did it stay within bounds? It stayed within bounds. It did, yeah. Come back this right this is... Dan, you'll have a lot of experience of this. Um, it, it was a bit like Nottingham. So don't be silly, Dan. Just Dan. Dan does hit and run jobs. He doesn't <laughs> stay around for the aftermath. So um, yeah, it just filled right to the top with water, and thankfully, like most of the paper did go down, so it was just just water. But um, mm. I sort of thought this happened again. I'm in a toilet in a different office, and people are going to think this is this is me. That is the worst part of, of office toilets is the inevitable realisation when you walk into one and it's like a fucking war zone. Yeah. And you're like, the first thought is, fuck, if I don't clean this up, everyone's going to think I did yeah. it. Well, you see, and, and it yeah. wasn't like I could use a different cubicle because it was there was only one toilet in there. It, it doubles as a disabled toilet. It's the best oh, toilet. It's even worse because then, like, if you emerge from that room, everyone's going to know. There'll be no question in their minds. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, are you trying to imply, Chris, that this wasn't you? That, that someone, someone before I arrived had had 
done a poo and preloaded um and then left a lot of paper in the in the bottle uh, um and then when i flushed the, oh, okay. it, it got clogged and the water went right to the top so before i tell you what i did to try and fix it what would you do at that point in time um well the obvious um, the obvious first option you could do is, is wait for the level to go back down and then attempt a second flush good answer i did wait the level did not go down. <laughs> oh no, that's that's like a kind of category five. I mean, yeah, I mean, you can do something with the loo brush. This but, is an office um, toilet. Okay, you, what would you do? You with won't the... even have a loo brush. Okay, let, let's 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 workshop this down. Assume there was a, a brush. What would you do with it? Well, I mean, I'm lucky. I work in the hospital. You can't really get gloves. Um, <laughs> you know, like Dan's like up, oh, gloves up to the elbows. <laughs> Hands into the bowl. <laughs> no, God, no, God, no. You want to minimise contact as much as possible. Um, I suppose if it. I mean, it's, it's going to be mostly water, so it's not that grim. Um, no, I, th- I think you've just got to like use the loo brush to try and sort of shred the blockage a bit. Right. Okay. So yeah, you're right. That's that was the thing I did next. I sort of thought, well, I will. I'm going to try work. and move the water around a bit to encourage. Well, no, because the blockage, you couldn't see the blockage. Oh, no, it was a deep one. The blockage Ooh. was, was right yeah, it was a deep blockage. It was somewhere in the U-bend. So, oh, that's tough. To start with, I tried kind of jabbing at the little bit of paper I could see that was still in the bottom. That did, job. Yeah, that didn't work. So, sadly, at this point, some water did get on my hand. Well, at that point, you might as well just I mean, go all in. Like you've you've broken the, you've broken the seal, no, so to speak. No. You might as well just like throw caution to the wind. Okay, that's like saying I've got a shot in the leg. I might as well just blow my head off. No, 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 so no. So I didn't keep, keep working to sure. I didn't. There was that wasn't working at all. So mm. the next thing I thought was I could create some kind of whirlpool effect. <laughs> If I if I use the brush Ooh, to go round and round the top, it will it will create motion that will travel down and will will sort of cause some kind of disturbance and maybe loosen something up. So I tried that, and that didn't work. Did you at any point consider the the nuclear option of just doing a poo yourself? <laughs> Proudly shortly out of the toilets. <laughs> oh, I wish I wish I'd have thought of that. Um, no, I didn't. I um, I returned after my my whirlpool effect hadn't helped, and I returned to waiting, and I did. A, I washed my hands very very thoroughly because of the splashage on my hand. was a queue forming outside the door. No, there wasn't. I was concerned about there possibly being a queue. Um, I mean, you're, you're small, Chris. You could possibly do emergency option C, which is lock the door, <laughs> open the window, climb oh, out the window. This toilet is completely internal. There are no, oh, one of those, yeah. there are no external oh, windows. Yeah, um, that's a work. Chris, come on. You're a... You should know the basics of going into potentially hostile situations. Always make sure you've got an escape route. So, so Adam, obviously you need to you need to bleep out where Dan says what I do. Um, oh, do you? Do I? Yeah. Um, it just adds to the mystery. 
Um, well, hang on. If I say international spy, can you? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, can no. You sort of sub that. I'll carry on. No. So I waited, and I waited, and uh, my hands were fully washed and fully dry, and the level of the water didn't go down at all, but all of the little bits of paper did settle very neatly right to the bottom. So it did look, until you inspected it very closely, like the toilet was as normal. (laughs) (laughs) Albeit the water filled right to the top. Mm. And and Mm. that is how I had to leave the situation. Oh, no. (laughs) Was there? Was there like? Did you return to your desk and then, like, uh, about five minutes later, there was just a scream from the direction of the toilet? <laughs> uh, no, no, I was in a much better situation than last time in that I'd been to a meeting and I was only there for the meeting. Oh, so you're able to flee? And so I just, I just left. Well, all I can suggest is that you just keep an eye on the local paper. Uh, yeah. For any news of your exploits. No one, no one saw me. Go into the toilet. No one saw me vacate the toilet. Um, there may be some. There may be some footage of of the corridor Ooh, on CCTV. Sure, are you sure? But um, yeah, that was that was you it. See it now on, on Crime Watch. Like, have you seen this man? There's just like a picture of Chris, like leaving the toilet, looking suspicious, <laughs> checking behind him as he walks down the <laughs> corridor. I'll just say, well, that that wasn't. Me, that was Dan and someone. It might make the reconstruction face a bit terrifying, but... Yeah. So there you are. That was um, that was Poogate 2.0. Well, I mean, thank you for for updating us on that, Chris. It's uh, it's a horrifying ordeal that you've been through. Well, I mean, I don't know what I could have done mm. differently. No, because I, mean, I did. Like... I, I did have to have a wee and. You just see a little bit of paper in the bottom. You think, well, that's oh yeah, not... like you couldn't have anticipated yeah. that level of of issue. No, I mean, the other option you've had, Chris, and it's a bold one, and I could understand if you weren't quite ready for it. Is obviously once you realise that something is wrong, uh, wander out into the desk and just pee on someone else's <laughs> desk as a show of dominance. It, it's what lions and cheetahs and that do. And uh, I think the, the, the difficulty with that is that I'd already just done my wee. So, oh, lack of self control. Well, well, no, that's that's why I was in the toilet. Do you think I should preemptively just start weeing on desks, <laughs> just on, just to avoid the risk? I mean, I'm not not. I mean, my that, my use like. of toilets is clearly not going well for me. I'd be much better just to wee on no. other people. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, I mean, I'll, I'll consider yeah. that in the future. I think for the time being, I'm going to continue to try and yeah, perfect the use of um, toilets with plumbing. Yeah, well, I mean, I can understand why you... Why you I mean, what... So, what um, that's, fair. that's fair. Is there anything I could take with me as a kit in order to solve this situation in the future? I mean, I guess an obvious approach is like, well, no, not a plunger. Plunger's difficult to, like, secrete about your person, but you could get, like, one of those plumber snakes. Oh. Because oh, they, they fold up. What's a what's a plumber mm. snake? It's like a, a um, 
Like imagine like, like a, 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 a tight slinky. Okay. Like a, it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's like a long uh, uh, sort of sprung metal. Basically, like a pole. like a chip poker. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's but it's, it's, but a like it's, it's suitable for all kinds of of horrible blockages in okay. other plumbing. Um, I've got one because we had problems mm. with our sink for a while. Um, so you just kind of shove it down and push it through. And it, it obviously kind of curves all the way through the pipes. I mean, I'd hope that I could get an Internet of Things enabled one with a webcam at the bottom. It's got a camera, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can see what I'm doing. Well, I mean, that would certainly help. Okay. You need what well, you need light as well, obviously. Yeah. Or thermal, thermal vision. I mean, these things, the kind of so use why? I have intended for these, these are basically single-use items, aren't they? I mean, you could wash it in the sink and uh, put it back in your bag and take it off. <laughs> I'm feeling uncomfortable about the thought of that. I mean, what about some kind of some kind of way of of forcing air down? Like I'm thinking of. Yeah, the problem is that you've got the water. You have to. You've got to somehow manipulate. Have you seen the? Um, there's an amazing video. I think it's it's either from Japan or Korea. Um, of how of like uh, a system they've got for unblocking toilets, and essentially what you do is you have a a plastic um, adhesive sheet, yeah, that you place over the bowl to and seal the bowl completely, yeah, and then you apply pressure to the top of it, yeah. Which then forces all of the air and water in the toilet down. Yeah, that's that's what I think would be through the pipes. That's what I think would be good. So there's only one problem with that: you leave yourself open to uh, the reverse reaction, <laughs> shall we say? Yeah. I mean, obviously, you have to yeah, be once you train pressure on this kind of thing, you don't just do it as an amateur. That's just asking for trouble, and frankly, you'd get everything you deserve. I mean, I do think Chris does deserve to be sprayed in the face with the own shit, so I'm more for. But this. it wouldn't have been his. Own. No, it's never been. It's never been mine. Well, someone That'd else's. Be... Then. That's fine. I used to. Um, I used to work in a care home, and uh, at the very end of a shift, it was like ten minutes till ten in the evening, and someone had used uh, commode, mm. and. I had taken the uh, the pot to the sluicing room, and the way it works mm. is you you empty it out and you you put the pot on top of this like sluicy thing, which is mm. kind of fires up water. And and I mm. did I did the thing to turn it on, but something went wrong and <laughs> the pot came oh, off, Chris. and I became sluiced. Oh no, Chris! <laughs> oh, I've heard of that happening. It's it's pretty horrible. It was not pleasant. Mm. Yeah. Okay. But luckily, it was almost home time. Okay. Well, I, mm. I, I, I feel like we've we've covered this in enough detail uh, for, for one evening. Um, does anybody have any other business that they would like to address? Because we have now been going for nearly an hour uh, somehow. Yeah. Um, and we've had a reasonable level of content. So... If you have anything else, I mean, I'm aware that I'm aware that we have to be under. Well, I mean, we don't because, I, I, as I said, I'm not going to bother doing the post processing. I'll do it myself. Um, so mm. it, it's not critical that we come in under an hour. But I think an hour is like uh, a, okay. I think an hour is a good length for people to listen to. I think once we start yeah. going much over an hour, 
um, you know, it becomes a bit of a, a chore for some people to to slog through. You know, it's a good it's a good listening time for somebody either on their way to work or on their way and then back from work. Um, so yeah. you know, it's it's. Do, a, do you know what I really like about that? Is you are you are totally mugging off Dave from Birmingham there. So well done, Graham's Graham's. Okay not here to do it he's too scared but you've stepped up and you've said i'm gonna throw my hat into the ring okay. there you are. I, I wasn't, how do, I, I wasn't how do we know that you're not how do we know that you're not graham but someone's deep faked your voice to be adam i mean you don't <laughs> that's the terrifying thing about this technology yeah um, if anything audio is probably harder to do than video um because yeah. of the uh, audio is a lot more difficult because you're you're much more aware of how people sound and if people sound a bit weird it's really noticeable whereas if someone just looks a bit weird a lot of the time you just kind of your your brain just kind of passes it out um especially if you're concentrating on other things like what they're saying for example mm-hmm. but if all you've got is audio you'll quite quickly pick up when someone doesn't quite sound right like if you listen to a podcast and this will probably happen quite a lot because we dick around with what we're recording with all the time. But it's really obvious if they like change venue and are using different microphones. Mm. And that's a really minor change, but like people suddenly sound completely different. You know it's them, but it doesn't sound right. Yeah. I think you'd have the same problem with, with audio faking. Like Unless you actually cut up the person's voice and use samples of their voice, mm. but you know, you know how that tends to well, no, so Adobe is doing software that will do that. It, it's not, um, I think it works on the same principles as the deepfake stuff, but um, it's a commercial thing rather than just an amateur thing. But uh, yeah, it, it, apparently it'll be capable of doing proper voices quite soon. Well, that's horrifying. Combine the two, and I mean, we could just, we could get, we could get like a, a session podcaster to do Dan's role for him. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you you could literally get a robot to do it because mm. you could just like type out a script, oh, yeah, get text um, speech, yeah. Google Voice to say it, and um, then just cut my voice mm. over the top of it. I mean, we, we could do we could do, do it like for a video podcast. With, we, we, none of us would ever yeah. have to bother to turn up to record again. You just pre-type your your content and have. Well, no, fuck that. We just get three chatbots to talk to each other. I mean, it's not far off what we've got right now. <laughs> so exactly. I mean, in some ways, it'd be an improvement because they'd spell everything right and pronounce everything right, and not like have random distractions and clog their toilets and with shit. Piss so, off um, to sign power of attorney documents with their dad. I, is your dad? I hope he's. Yeah, exactly. I hope you've not sent him home. He's going home because he is. So what? He just. Well. But he lives a long way yes. away from you, so he went all that way just to. I I didn't ask him to do any of this. I literally got a text message from him saying. By the way, I need you to sign some documents. I'm coming uh, up tomorrow. Okay. When is so the I need you to sign these documents um, before I leave the country this, tomorrow. This sounds quite suspicious. Something like that, yes. Yeah, this it sounds does. dodgy. I mean, I'll not... <laughs> I would be very... If I were I you, Dan, I'd be very cautious because you could find yourself in all kinds of trouble uh, very quickly. You don't know what you've just signed, yeah. signed away. And, 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 and but so it, is he staying with but, you? Um, are you going to get him a glass of wine or something, or just send him on his way? Oh. No, he's, he's gone oh. back home. I didn't send him anywhere. He's yeah. an awful host, Dan. <laughs> no, that's fine. You prioritised us. That's not a problem. Anyway, so, uh, 
I think I think we all draw things to a close at this point. Well, I've got I've got two questions, yeah. very quick okay. questions. One is I said a really funny thing on the the thing where we we had to stop because Dan had got the wrong crow. Yeah. So shall I repeat that joke now? No, no, I've got both recordings. Oh, so you will use that funny little joke? Yeah, I'll shove it at the end or something. Okay. Because that was that was good, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Top work. And um, I would like to hear about someone st- trying to steal your car, but okay, well, I'll do we can yeah. do it next time. No, I'll do it very quickly now. It's fine. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, my, 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 technically it's not my car. It's courtesy car because my car is in the garage having some damage repaired to it, uh, which wasn't actually done by me. It was done by the garage. Um, so I have, uh, I've had a courtesy car since like Friday and uh, on Monday morning it was fucking cold and everything was iced over, like really thick ice on the windscreen and the windows and all the rest of it. So mm. no spare key, get up, go out, get in the car, turn everything on, realise there's no fucking screen scraper because, of course, I'd left it in my mm. car that was in the garage. So got one in the house, got up, closed the door, went inside, grabbed the screen scraper, came straight back out again. As I opened, as I turned around and closed the door behind me, I hear this clunk of a door closing. <laughs> yeah. Immediately, fo- immediately followed by clunk of a door opening as hooded twat realizes that the reason that I wasn't in my car is because you can't see a fucking thing out of any of the windows and (laughs) proceeds to bolt it off down the road. And I like chased him for about a hundred yards and then realized I wasn't going to catch him (laughs) because faster than me and B I was in my work shoes. Um, and then went back to my car and sat in it for like 10 minutes while the windows cleared. Do you know what would have been really, really funny? is if a second car thief had stolen your car whilst you were chasing the first one away. While I was chasing, yeah. Well, that was, that was the other reason that I went back as well, actually, was it suddenly occurred to me, shit, I probably shouldn't leave my car unattended with the door open. Um, so it, this was like half six in you the know, morning. The reason that um, I wouldn't have pursued the chase is like, what, what would you have done if you had have caught up a potential car thief? Were you going to tackle him to I the wasn't ground? thinking about that. I wasn't, I wasn't thinking about that at the time. Like, in retrospect, yeah, yeah that's exactly the point. Like, what the fuck was I going to do if I caught the guy? But, you know, apart from probably get the shit kicked yeah. out of me. But at the time, my primary concern is, what the fuck is this cunt doing? He's still trying to steal my car. I'm going to fucking have it. Yeah. So, yeah, that was my Monday morning. Well, I hope you learned a valuable lesson. Well, yeah, I did, which is don't leave my fucking screen scraper in the car when I take it in to get it repaired. Um, I mean, do you live Do you live in a... I've been to your house. It's like a really nice area. It is, but we're just down the road from Wheelie Castle, which is a proper shithole. So you get you get bad, bad car well, thieves walking I, through. I don't, know. I don't know whether it was just a guy that happened to be walking through and like decided to try his luck because he was a thieving bastard, or whether it was somebody who was actually like kind of casing the streets looking for people who were out waiting for their cars to warm up because it was yeah. nice in the morning so I, I honestly don't know like it my, my guess is that probably it was somebody who was like having a prowl on the off chance that they found somebody whose car they could steal um but yeah i mean i'm starting to think now like if i if i was just walking along and i saw a car with the engine on and no one in would I just sit in it for a laugh? <laughs> like, 
I don't think I would on the basis. I'd like to think that I wouldn't. But I'm also aware. But, but we all know that. Yeah, you probably. I'm might. also aware that I might just be having a nice time yeah. and just sort of think, "Oh, that that looks comfy in there. Let's have a sit down." Mm. So yeah, that's my story of how I nearly got my courtesy car stolen from me, um, which would have been embarrassing. It would have been quite embarrassing. It would, it would have been more embarrassing if uh, um, if you'd have caught up to him, and uh, he'd have hit you. It's like um, it's uh, black yeah, books, isn't it's exactly it? what I was Where, thinking of. Yeah. Uh, Manny, has been reading the uh, the detective uh, books, and then he like tries to stop the, the guy who's robbing the woman and chases after him. And the guy eventually stops, and Manny just kind of like jumps yeah. on past and just kind of like shit. What the That's... fuck do I do now? <laughs> and it is like it, it, I was thinking about it, like on the way to work, I was like, what the fuck would I have done if I caught the guy? And honestly, I have mm. no idea. Um, but mercifully, it wasn't a scenario that came up. Yeah. Okay, well, mm. well, be safe next time. Yeah. Yes, I will. Um, anyway, thank you, everybody, for attending. And hopefully this won't be a catastrophic shit mm-hmm. show to edit. Um, and uh, hopefully mm-hmm. we'll be back next week with Graham in attendance. We're doing a diss track. Yeah. Uh, well, obviously, performing his uh, diss track, or at the very least, uh, you know, announcing its release and, so that we can link to it. It's going to be um, off the hook, isn't it? It doesn't necessarily doesn't necessarily have to be performed live. Like I said, he can he can record it offline if he likes, and and you know, send it to us, and we'll we'll make sure it gets out. Um, but you know, he has committed to it now, so yeah, yeah, definitely, he's got no option. Brilliant. Okay, gentlemen. Well, thank you for your time, and uh, I will see you both next week. Cool. Bye. Ta-da. I mean, perhaps this is a this is a new avenue that we could go down. It's very niche, but we could we could become the premier podcast that reviews podcast platforms.